were up here in the early months of COVID, not seeing people, not socializing. And I actually saw the motel list thing on next door and had an inkling that there might be something there. But more than anything, I think we just wanted an excuse to get out of the house. So we took a tour. I'd driven past that motel for the first 20 years of my life. I think every year it looked like it was in slightly worse condition than the year before. So we didn't have super high expectations, but we took the chance and went and looked at it. We fell in love pretty quickly. Zucker, and this is Idiot, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. The dictionary definition of reclaim is to retrieve or recover something previously lost, given, or paid. Said another way, reclaim is to rescue from an undesirable state, but it also can mean to restore to a previous natural state. This is a timely topic, not just in cities, but up here in the country. All around me, I see things being reclaimed in both ways. Some fields, for example, on Linden Avenue were recently reclaimed as walking paths. Several stores and restaurants have been reimagined or turned over, but at least in my view, seem to get better. Now, reclaim is not gentrification, which of course has a negative side to it of outsiders coming in and jacking up prices. But I think of it more as a positive spin of sustainable, local, but yes, it can also feel upgraded which is part of why I'm so excited to tell you about the Reclaim Motel here in Red Hook in Dutchess County, New York. Built in 1960 and last operated as the Hearthstone, it's a mid-century motel on Route 9, or the Albany Post Road as it's known, that's been bought, lovingly renovated, and creatively reimagined by our new friends Kendra and Jared. We got to know Kendra and Jared more than a year ago. Do you remember the Container House episode? We met them at a party there through Lori Greenberg, and later they had us over to see construction, which has been quite a project. Jared grew up here, so I was curious what brought him back to Red Hook, how they decided to take on this motel, which honestly has been in terrible shape and or closed, with its no vacancy sign the last eight years that Brian and I have been here. Motels are kind of a thing. Maybe you saw that New York Times piece a few months ago and have been to some modern or updated motels yourself. In Hillsdale, there's the Sylvan Motor Lodge, which turned a motel into a vacation rental for groups. As you know, I always end my city episodes with Come Visit. Now, I don't want you to stay with us. We have just one small guest room. But I do want you to visit the Hudson Valley. I put up a blog post with lots of suggestions on Cydia.com. And one of them is, of course, the Reclaim Motel. Hi, Kendra. Hi, Jared. 
Hey, Bye, Matt. Thanks for coming on City It. Thank you for having us. You know, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> right. And you know, I, I drive by your motel almost every day for the last eight years since I moved up here. The place to start would be to ask you about your relationship with Hudson Valley, because I think, Jared, you're from Red Hook. You're from up here. So I was born in Red Hook, graduated in 05, lived here um, through 2005. So spent my whole life here driving past that motel, then went to college in Montreal, which is where I met Kendra, who her roommate actually grew up across the river in Koksaki, is someone I knew growing up. And that's how we were first introduced. And Kendra? I am Canadian. And I went to college in Montreal, and that is where I met Jared. And I had not actually spent any time in New York, but I only ever really thought about New York City when I thought about New York. And so when Jared first brought me home to Red Hook, maybe 15, 16 years ago, it felt very bucolic. It was definitely what felt like a farming community. Granted, I don't think Jared knew all the hot spots to take his date back in the day. But since then, we've experienced a lot of what this area has to offer. We never really considered it through our you know, early career days as a, a viable place to live. We got started in the tech space and always were people who came into the office every day. And so when the pandemic hit in 2020, the first place that came to mind for us was the Hudson Valley and Red Hook was super appealing. And we were really lucky to be able to put down some roots here in July of 2020. And Jared, has it changed a lot for you since you grew up here? It's changed a lot, but I think less than people would expect. Uh, there's always been a lot of restaurants. There's always been a lot of weekenders coming upstate from the city. And that obviously has kind of gone into hyperdrive the last couple of years. But you know, Greg's Farm, Fraley, Belly, those are all still here. Ben's Pizza is still here. I would say more has stayed the same than has changed, despite how much has changed here over the last few years. So what made you get into the hospitality business? Kendra and I have, over the years, renovated a few properties, turned those into Airbnbs, always, you know, a house or a condo, nothing, nothing major. And as Kendra mentioned, like we were up here in the early months of COVID, not seeing people, not socializing. And I actually saw the motel listing on next door and had an inkling that there might be something there. But more than anything, I think we just wanted an excuse to get out of the house. So we took a tour. I'd driven past that motel for the first 20 years of my life. I think every year it looked like it was in slightly worse condition than the year before. So we didn't have super high expectations, but we took the chance and went and looked at it. We fell in love pretty quickly. Yeah, I wasn't taking it very seriously. The notion of heading to what felt like a decrepit old motel wasn't totally appealing. But also at the time, we had just moved up here. We were super hands-on renovating our own house. Because of COVID, we weren't out there and making many connections. I was also just incredibly bored. I'm like, this felt like a fun weekend activity to take a tour of an old motel. I think we had just started watching Schitt's Creek. Maybe I was enamored by the idea of being Moira for a hot second. And so we, we went through the motel and knowing that we have some renovation skills behind us, we thought, okay, eight rooms is actually maybe doable. Maybe we can figure this out. And the views were incredible. Even though the windows were all foggy, 
and dirty. Like you could take a look at those Catskill Mountains and know that there's something really special to being perched right up there off of Route 9 with that view in front of you. Yeah, listeners should know that it's, you know, it's on Route 9 in Red Hook. It faces the Catskills and it's kind of elevated up so you can really get a view across what is now currently a farm. It's a stunning location and a really popular one. Like you're just north of Rhinebeck, you're in Red Hook, you're not that far from Hudson and other places. So were you excited about its location too? Definitely excited about the location, especially because we live five minutes away from the motel. Like that for us personally is so appealing and it's allowed us to go there early in the morning, dash over on a lunch break if we need to. And then obviously we've been pulling our late nights, but in terms of where it sits right now and the view that it has, granted the summer is so special here because it's so vibrant and it's hard to watch all of the leaves fall off the trees. But when you stand there on the deck and look out, because all the leaves have fallen, you see those Catskill Mountains so vividly and it's so clear and you see more of it. So it's actually a, a great place to observe all year round. Tell us a little history of the motel itself. So the property before anyone developed on it was on Route 9, which was a passageway between Albany and New York City. And it was amongst numerous apple orchards. And so it became a spot, as legend goes, where people hid their Applejack whiskey. So it was part of the bootlegging trail. And there is a cave on the property that goes quite deep. And the kids that used to play around the motel after the motel was developed had a lot of fun in those caves. It'd be too much fun because they ended up covering it in cement. So we could no longer access the cave, but apparently it was used to store hooch. The motel was built in 1960 by German immigrants. And what's really special is the daughter and the granddaughter of the founders of the motel still live just down the street. And we've been able to show them the property when we first bought it. They've been able to watch the renovations. And it's just so special to have them walk through and tell stories of playing in that cave, like running from room to room in between cleanings, you know, all of the experiences they had in the 60s, the 70s and beyond. It's really special to be renovating that motel, bringing it back to life and forming that connection between the original owners and us, the new owners. Yeah. And Marley recalls how prideful her parents were in maintaining the motel. She'll show us all of the photos of the landscaping and the flowers and so to see people jump back into the property and put in, you know, as much care as we can, I think has been really redeeming for her. I'll also share in terms of interesting history, Robert Redford stayed at the motel. Oh. He was receiving some award at Bard. And of course, there's nowhere to stay in the area. So he ended up at the Hearthstone. You shouldn't invite him back. I think, I think we'll give it a shot. I wonder if he reads his Instagram direct messages. Or listens to City It. That's probably Let's more likely. So. <laughs> Maybe some listener knows him. CC Robert Redford. <laughs> City It is supported by Sunflower Market. With stores in Woodstock and Rhinebeck, Sunflower Market brings our communities whole health products we can feel good about, serving to the people we love. Sunflower works with local farmers and businesses to provide a large selection of clean and sustainably sourced food, high quality organic produce, and all natural products, so we always know where our food comes from. 
Brian and I pop in for groceries all the time, and especially when we're having people over. Sunflower Market. Long live local. Thanks, Sunflower. Okay, let's talk about the condition it was in and what it's like now. It was in some shape. We had so much renovation work to do, more than we actually anticipated. Jared could get into some of the nuts and bolts of the renovation projects we took on. At first we thought, okay, maybe there is, you know, some work we have to do with drywall and new windows and obviously painting and flooring, but the scope just got larger and larger because we really wanted to do it right and have this property stand the test of time. It was built in 1960 and it has a lot of that original mid-century charm to the way that it was constructed, um, but it also came with an original flat roof, which if you are living in upstate New York, you're familiar with rain and snow. That makes the idea of a flat roof quite untenable. Yes, impractical. So there was even some water damage that we had to tackle from the outset, as well as putting in a whole new roof, unexpected work. But the viewpoint that we've come to the table with is one of groovy and fun, a nod to the notion of that 1960s motor lodge experience where you pull in, you have easy access to your room, and you see some of those mid-century references. And on top of that, in the background for the name, the Reclaim Motel, it was really important for us as we took on this project with eight rooms to furnish it as much as possible with found and used items. We didn't want to be spending our days trolling, you know, crate and barrel or design within reach in order to furnish them. We really wanted to take a very curated and more found approach, sourcing mostly local antique and vintage items to make every room unique. I hope people get a sense of quality when they're there. Everything from really well-built items that Kendra's found on Marketplace and kind of brought back to life, all the way through the renovations we did. We wanted to make sure that people are very comfortable. The reason we replaced the electric and the plumbing is we don't want you know, to get calls at midnight saying something's not working. Right. But we put a lot of thought into all the details. And I think once you walk through that door, I hope it feels very much like a a little oasis that you get to stay in when you're here in the Hudson Valley. Tell me more about reclaiming items and what it was like to go around to different communities to find stuff. I mean, that's what we all want to do on the weekends, but we kind of don't want to do it for eight rooms. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely has involved putting on a fair bit of mileage. As I've looked for things on Craigslist and Marketplace and yard sales, we've tried to set a 20 mile radius because we don't want to be driving you know, every evening and every weekend. And we've made a lot of trips to Kingston and to Saugerties and Catskills. We met some really fun people along the way. We went to actually to get a bunch of zebra grasses from one woman who lives outside of Kingston. And she took a real shining to us and really gave us a ton of her landscaping knowledge. So we, we don't have expertise in a lot of areas, including landscaping. And this woman, Florence, was so kind and brought us along and then like came back to the motel with us to talk about how we should think about where the plants should go and came up with a broader concept for us to work with in terms of our landscaping. And her and her husband just became friends of ours, really. And then he introduced us to the carpenter that helped us fabricate the beds and our desks in each room. Similarly, we've gone into people's houses to pick up pieces of furniture and Jared's seen six Emmys stacked up on a wall. So all different types of folks that we've encountered and so many really wonderful experiences and new friendships made just by having conversations about the meaning behind a piece of furniture that someone was giving away or selling. 
Okay, so the first piece of advice I want to ask you about for the audience would be anybody who's trying to do the same thing, like turn something into a business or start something new up here. Do you have, what's the, what's the Kendra and Jared playbook for how to do this? First of all, get multiple quotes. <laughs> okay. If, if you don't have an idea of what something should cost, let three or four people tell you how much it might cost. That has been really eye-opening for us. We like to play a game actually where we think about the project at hand that would have the biggest delta in terms of budget or proposals in terms of people coming in and giving you a price. And that's everything from excavation to the cost of applying a layer of gravel on a driveway. You just don't know those costs going into things. And so you have to rely on a number of different people to help you understand what the swing can be. Yeah, I personally think decks might have the largest delta between what it should actually cost and the quote you might get. I would also add, I think you need to be comfortable out of your comfort zone. You're going to sound stupid. You know, you're going to ask stupid questions quite frequently. You're going to have to lean on people for advice. Kendra and I being able to do this together has been incredibly helpful. So if you can have a business partner, you can have someone to talk ideas through. I would highly recommend that. I would also give a shout out to the Ulster County small business group. Early on in the process, it's important to think about the due diligence you need to take. We connected with a gentleman representing the New York State Small Business Development Center hosted by SUNY Ulster. And he very pragmatically walked us through all of this cost projections you know, income, expected expenses, this really incredible exercise to make sure that we could actually make money on this. He didn't actually know that we had already signed a contract. It was due diligence before we could do any paperwork. We were so enamored with the idea of the motel. We went in really guns blazing. And then we did our finances afterwards. Validation. Yeah, probably wouldn't recommend that moving forward. You know, don't bite off more than you can chew and know how much you can chew. But that was a really wonderfully helpful tip for anyone thinking about starting a small business. And uh, this gentleman, Sam, he's super well connected. And I know that everyone's really appreciated going through some of those exercises that you wouldn't otherwise put yourself through based on experience, based on education. So turn to an expert. And he helped us put together a thorough business plan. Thankfully, the math told us it was a good idea to move forward since we'd already bought a motel. But at the end of that process, we kind of sheepishly asked Sam how much money we owed him. And we're pleased to find out that this is a service provided and funded by the state for small businesses. So the idea oh. behind it is small businesses make up a majority of the tax base that supports everything going on in our government. And this is an incredible resource that anyone considering a small business can have access to. And he's he's been with us every step of the way to kind of give us advice and help talk through, you know, tax implications, business plan details, everything else. And so it, it worked out great. And we were really, really glad to be connected. And Jared, do you think you were treated, this is a city ed question. Do you think you were treated any differently because you're from here and you had a credibility? Like, I always feel like I'm clearly not from here. So like nobody follows up with an estimate. Like I have to fight for everything. I have to, you know, I was thinking of getting the local area code in my phone number because it would like make me fit in more. Do you think, you had any benefit from having grown up here or having the street cred? Yes and no. Um, grew up here or not, not getting a, a quote followed up on is par for the course for anybody. anybody <laughs> oh, it's not just me. It's not just you 
however, Kendra can attest to this. When we were first starting out on our the renovation on our home, she would call certain numbers and not get a call back with her Virginia area code. And then I would call, I still have my 845 number for when my first cell phone growing up and someone would answer the phone or someone would call back. So I don't know to what degree. I think everyone was just very busy the last couple of years, but we have a little bit of evidence showing that Kendra didn't get a call back and I did. Have you gotten any positive feedback or any negative, you know, backlash about starting a business, which is obviously catering towards guests or visitors? I'm sure at some point we'll deal with some bad reviews or some negative comments, but we've had nothing but uniform support every step of the way as, as we've built this. Everything from you know, the planning board and the permit office all the way through locals, really supportive. And a big reason is there's just nowhere to stay around Red Hook. My my parents ran a one bedroom bed and breakfast when I was a kid. And oh. that was in the basement of a house that was built in 1820. So you can imagine how damp it was. It wasn't exactly the nicest accommodation, but <laughs> you know, there's BARD is five minutes away. People are always looking for housing. There's all these events going on around the Hudson Valley and people are looking for housing. And so we love the idea of reclaiming the motel, but we also love the idea of it being a fixture of the community here in Red Hook and really being a place where people can stay when they're visiting family, when they're visiting the Hudson Valley for the first time or for the hundredth time. People have given us so much, even just through the Instagram account, in terms of words of support and tips and recommendations. I mean, the number of times I've shared something and someone will politely respond to me and say, actually, you're doing that wrong. Or have you considered <laughs> putting that somewhere else? Um, or this is how you actually do it. We get a lot of that. And I think feedback is a gift. And we've gotten a lot of feedback through this Instagram account. Again, fully embracing. We are not experts in a lot of things. But thankfully, people who do have more expertise are quick to lend you asked for a lot of feedback. You asked about the name. You asked about where to put the door numbers. And you, you've asked a lot of things from the people. So you, I yeah. think you get that participation too. And we respond to it too. I'm out there after we um, chat, Matt, I'm going back to the motel to stencil on some more door numbers because people <laughs> were very highly recommending uh, putting numbers on the bottoms of the door and painting them on. And that is what I'm doing because it's actually sound feedback. What's, what's your dream for it? What do you hope it'll be in, I don't know, a couple of years? Well, one of the rooms connects to another room. Essentially one wing of the motel is connected through a secret bookshelf door. And so my, cool. what I'm really looking forward to is the idea of a group, you know, whether it's friends, family, renting out those two rooms in unison and just loving every feature of that combined space. You know, there's record players in each room, there's disco balls, there is comfortable seating. There's a bunch of really unique things that lends to some small theme in each room. And I just hope that people feel a sense of surprise and delight when they stay there. I can't wait to throw some parties. I don't know if like a motel should throw parties and how, but I want to get into that. <laughs> I would love to be able to host people who are celebrating things. You know, obviously there'll be a lot of guests who come because you're looking to stay in the Hudson Valley, but the idea of accommodating a wedding party or, you know, a big 40th birthday group, I'm really looking forward to turning the motel into a special memory. 
we really hope that the motel can act as a jumping off point for people who are discovering the Hudson Valley. So we hope we can give advice on places to go and really provide a very comfortable, high quality stay while they're in the rooms. I also hope in a few years that we can really execute on being a place that locals can stop by and enjoy a sense of community. So whether that means hosting some fundraisers, whether that means having fire pits where people can stop by and, and have a drink and catch the sunset, that is not going to happen in the first year. But long term, we'd love for this to be a place where out-of-towners can come to experience and discover the Hudson Valley, and then locals can stop by to strengthen that sense of community as well. So I feel like when people come up, they're always asking me what they should go do and where they should. So I think I should bring it to the two of you. What would you say? What would be a good itinerary for someone coming up for, say, a weekend? If someone is coming up for a weekend in the winter, which we are on the precipice of, there are a few things that I would recommend. I think it's easy for people to be so laser focused on their apple cider donuts and their local brews that they sometimes forget that there is good shopping to be had here. So if you were in Red Hook and you're thinking about buying for the holidays, there's the Crow's Nest, there's Tivoli Mercantile, uh, there's House SFW in Rhinebeck. There are a lot of really great shops with a lot of artisanal kind of products that I think are worth looking at. Another wonderful activity, and again, we lean into this hard because Jared's father is an arborist, is a maple syrup tapping. I'm, I'm sure there are probably some like commercial outfits that enable some maple syrup tapping, but it's a fun full day activity in which you tap the trees and then you boil. If you like boiling, this is the activity for you because it's a lot of boiling, but that's a really kind of special wintry early spring activity up here. The winter part's not so fun as I remember as a kid. That is just collecting sap throughout the the end part of winter. The boiling part is very, very fun, which takes place <laughs> once it's a little bit warmer out, but still cold enough that the fire hits just right. Nice. Not just in Vermont. No, definitely not. You'll see a bunch of contraptions across maple trees, all of the piping you'll understand quite quickly when you're driving through town, like which trees are the maple trees because they're all strung up together. Yeah. If you see a bucket hanging from a bunch of trees in a forest, you know, those are maples. So what's a great way to encourage city its future and present to come visit this great area and hopefully stay at the reclaimed motel. We want everyone to come and stay at the motel Right from the outset, I, I would love for um, City at listeners to come and stay with us. We are happy to offer a City at code for 10% off a stay. So anyone who's listening in and wants to enter that in when they make the reservation, please do. We'd love to know who you are and maybe leave you a special tote bag in your room too. Oh, cool. Nice. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kendra. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Kendra. You heard right that City at listeners can get 10% off a stay at the Reclaim Motel with the code CityIt when you make your reservation. I'll put links to things mentioned in the show notes and on the episode page at cityit.com. Thank you to sponsor Sunflower Market with stores in Woodstock and Rhinebeck. What a great place to shop for the upcoming holidays. Hopefully you also saw the blog post created with professional chef of 10 delicious holiday dishes to serve vegan friends and guests. And you can get your ingredients, of course, at Sunflower. 
Thanks also to sponsor Scott Hasty of Parties Insurance in Kingston. Scott's an expert in home, auto, and commercial insurance, and we're working on an episode and post about insurance for Cityats. Feeling festive or generous? Please reach out. Rate the show at cityats.com or Apple Podcasts, and hope you'll work on your plan to come visit. Upstate and chill. chill, chill, chill.